0: Welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you're with us here today. And if God has used this ministry to change your life, we wanna hear about it. So go to fourpoints.org mystory and tell us. You know what, it's because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. If you wanna give and be a part of what God's doing here at Four Points, go to our website and choose the safe and secure option. Or you can download our app and give there as well. And now we are so excited about hearing a powerful word from God today. I just want to tell y'all what happened. I'm going to jump right in. <clears throat> so I always plan ahead um, in my messages. And on Tuesday, I was done with my message for this week and I was about to plug it into the PowerPoint like I do to make sure that I know what I'm going to say when I'm up here without my notes. And so I was done, y'all. And um, this is what the Lord told me Wednesday morning when I got up. He said, uh, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> and I just want y'all to know if Wednesday I haven't started, I kind of freak out because I always go ahead. It's like, all right, Lord, this is not a good idea. And I like to plan ahead. And I wasn't the dude that did the papers at the last minute in college. So I'm a little bit freaking out. And But this is what he told me. And so I'm going to answer this question where are we going? I'm talking about corporately as a church, but I'm not going to talk a lot about, like, this is the building and this is the thing. I'm going to talk in a broad sense, but then what part do I play? And here's the deal. I I think a lot of people have this question. What's in it for me? What should I do? I don't understand. And and then maybe a bigger question than that and what specifically I think we're going to answer today is what's my purpose? Like, what is... What is Mark Pangle's purpose? Not not pastor, but on a a more deeper and understandable level, what's my purpose? Because here's the problem. Do y'all ever get to the point where you think you've told somebody something? I'm talking to you right now, but I want all of them to be let in on this. Do y'all ever get to the point where you think you've told somebody something and you realize that you ain't told them at all, but it's in your mind and they don't know what you know, and so you get frustrated with them and it's not their fault? I think that's the case across the board and I think sometimes that's the case for me because I feel like I've learned it so much and I've been in it so much that y'all know it and sometimes that's just not the case y'all sometimes I've kept it to myself and I don't need to and I believe this is the case today so this teaching is going to be different I'm just letting y'all know it's going to be different I'm going to teach principle and the big principle today is kingdom this is the thing that God has messed me up in for the last two years and it's it's covered me And I need y'all to know this, and I welcome y'all to take the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just read through them. Because everything Jesus taught was a kingdom principle or to establish his kingdom on the earth. But here's what the disciples missed. They thought when the kingdom was coming through Jesus that he was going to sit on a high horse and sit on a throne, and it was going to be hunky-dory, and it was going to be awesome, and they were going to get to be the cool cats sitting beside the king. That's not how Jesus came, and that was not his purpose. He came to pay the price and then leave, listen, to establish his kingdom this way through you. He's still the king, everybody, but he's doing it through you. And I'm gonna argue this and then we're gonna jump right in. For 2,000 years, people have been fighting over religion and fighting over stuff and it's just like me and Leah who praise the Lord are not fighting in Jesus' name. But like, people have been fighting and they say, "Ah," and and it's because manipulation starts coming up and I want my way and I start preaching messages that are not kingdom and I start doing these things. And y'all, if you just look back at history, the church has been at the front of that, not at the back of that. The church has been the leading of the problems a lot of times. And I'm not talking about any one church. I'm talking about centuries and millennia of taking place like this. When Jesus left, his, his goal In leaving was to establish his kingdom through his people. But there's a problem, y'all. The kingdom is having to be established because this earth is being led by the king of darkness, by the prince of the power of the air, and the king of this world is what the Bible calls Satan. And we're constantly pulled in two different directions. Just like at your home, you're constantly pulled. In my case, three different directions, Hayson, Laney, and Leah, trying to figure out, trying to juggle, trying to do, it. and we constantly go, well, my job is this, and my family is this, and my school is this, right? And all these things are pulling against me. And so how does God really want me to do this? I'm glad you asked, and I'm excited. Jesus, do what you're going to do, and I'm pumped up, and I just believe something big is going to shift in this place today. And so, Lord, we receive it, and we believe it. We trust you, and everybody said, amen, amen. I want y'all to see this. Three verses that I'm going to share with y'all, and they all say kingdom, and I just want to teach a principle today. This is a misunderstood verse. John the Baptist is going out from the wilderness. Can y'all imagine seeing this cat? And He's been eating locust and honey, and if you know the dude that eats locust and honey, I don't know that dude, except my mom says that when I was... um, I think I was 18 months old or two years old. We lived in Florida. My dad was on staff at a church at the time. And I was on the second step of the church. And I picked up a bug that she swears is this big. It was probably about this big. But you know how they grow over time. The fish was this big. But we'll just go with it. She said it was this big. And two wings were hanging out of my mouth as I ate this massive bug. And so from that point on, my family called me Mark the Baptist. Because like John the Baptist, so I am declaring as a kingdom voice, everybody, repent. Repent. The kingdom is at hand, but all joking aside, I do not like bugs today, but can you imagine this dude coming out in camel's hair, and everybody's dressed normal, and he's coming out sounding crazy, because I need y'all to know something. This is the difference. People use this as like, y'all are horrible sinners, and this is what's supposed to happen, but that's not the purpose of this verse. The purpose of this verse is this word is not... What we think of it. Because this is what happens, y'all. Y'all can talk to me. It's good. We like to talk. I love for y'all to talk to me because I preach better. But listen, do y'all not think of repentance like this because maybe it's just me. I feel bad for what I've done. I got to stop doing that. So I'm going to come down to the altar. And I'm going to say, dear, sweet baby Jesus, with your gold diapers on, please help me stop doing this following things. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Don't y'all feel that way sometimes? And listen, that is confession. And that is asking for forgiveness, and we should, but that is not repentance. Because this is what the word means. Let me break it down for you. That was good, thank you. Re and pent are where this word comes from. Re meaning again, and pent meaning top, like penthouse. And this is, if you read it in the, in the original understanding of what repent means, it means to change your mind to change your mind. Then if you understand Romans 12, 1 and 2, don't be conformed to to this world that we're living in, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Again and again, repentance is not something that is done with at salvation. Forgiveness is something that's done with at salvation. Repentance is something that I must do every day. Why? Because I will go back to my flesh and to what I am. So the reason that this is a... When John the Baptist was walking out of those woods or wherever he was walking out of, looking crazy like like those clowns that are coming out of the woods today, everybody, you know what I'm talking about. And everybody would have looked at him and said, what's wrong with this cat? It is a voice for then, but it's a prophetic voice for us today. Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. Meaning, you change your minds, change your thinking. Not of this world, but higher as he has called you to be, as he has created you to be a different way, a different form. And I need you to know this before I move on. God did not create you to do your job, but you should work. God did not create you to just hang out and just be about you. God did not create you to have stuff. And that's it, but it is not a sin to have stuff. God created you to establish his kingdom and return glory to him, to worship him with all your hearts and all your souls and all your minds. So everything, everything, everything from the prince of the power of the air and the king of this world is coming against you if you begin to think kingdom. Everything is coming against you when you begin to pray, God, it's not about me. But I want to establish your kingdom. My job is a pastor. I love this calling, but this is not what defines me. My my calling to the gospel is what defines me, and it's much bigger than being a pastor. But I want you to know, in the kingdom, I'm no higher than you are. I'm going to say that again, because I need you to know this. I am no better or no higher or no different than you are in the kingdom. All of us have a massive place in the kingdom, but the tendency is, That we think of the things, we think of the struggles, we think of everything under the sun. And on Sunday morning, we check our Jesus box and we say, Good, I got Jesus out of the way for this week. I'm gonna get ahead of myself, but I'm just telling you right now your whole purpose in life is to leave for the next generation a kingdom that is establishing and growing that is far greater. But it's not your kingdom, it's not my kingdom. It's his kingdom. Come on, somebody. Look at this. That's a good time to clap. Thank you, my brother, and a couple other people. And then and then he gives us this beautiful picture. I need y'all to know that if you want to know the declaration of independence, the the the, the way that we should live our life. Jesus gave them to him and, and Jesus gave them to us, excuse me, in Matthew 5, 6 and 7. And in Matthew 6, he's talking about money and things. Does anybody in here struggle with those things that can be honest with me in this place? And this is what Jesus said. I know you've got all these struggles. I know you've got all these things. And I'm going to preach it more in the next series. But I want y'all to hear this. He said, but seek first. Everybody say first. first. That preach is really good. But living it out is kind of like what I do with Leah. I told you this. I've said these things. Why don't you know this? And she looks at me like, you ain't said nothing, bro. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I had this and this and this on my mind and I got this always constantly at the forefront and I don't even think about declaring it. I don't even think about that this should be first and foremost in my mind. I I let let the things dictate how I feel. I let the things dictate where I'm going. I let the things, I let the bills, I let the hospital, I let all of these things that I've got in my life begin to dictate who I am rather than the fact that I'm a kingdom citizen and that is exactly what I'm called to do. And so he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And listen, all those things that you're struggling with will be added unto you. I'm I'm telling y'all this. I'm telling y'all this. I'm not talking about any one of y'all. Cancer, I don't consider a thing. Someone passes away, I don't consider a thing. But I promise you, 80% of the prayer requests that I get are things. Listen to me. 80% are things. Mark Pangle being one of the people that constantly put this at the forefront i've prayed recently and this friday our house is going to close to god be the glory i'm very thankful but i want y'all to hear this i put at the forefront lord i pray that my house is sold but he told me here that if i seek first the kingdom i don't have to specifically pray that prayer i can trust him in that but instead i i I struggle in that and I let anxiety build up because I'm not seeking kingdom first. I'm seeking my kingdom first because you always seek a kingdom first. It just may not be his kingdom. That was a good preaching word right there, pastor. Come on now. It's promised to you. Watch this. And I love this picture. I I challenge y'all to read Matthew 13 this week because the whole thing is kingdom, 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 kingdom. It's talking about seed and it's unbelievable. And in your small groups, You're going to see that this week if you go through the questions, but I want you to see this. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. And then in his joy, everybody say joy. Joy. If y'all grew up in church, do y'all know this song? I've got the... We had like 17 joys right there, everybody. (laughs) Down in my heart. So... So we know what joy is and we know how to sing it because half of y'all grew up like I did and you I got the joy, 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 joy. If the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on a tack. Come on, somebody. But like, so we know we, know we should be about this, but, but we're not about this. And the reason is the things. Because the things cause happiness, but the things also cause a, a, a terrible, terrible separation from what God's called us to. And in all things, I can receive joy but it has to be through kingdom and it has to be through Jesus and it has to be through the one that we just sang to Jesus Christ you are my one desire that is how it takes place and i want you to see this is crazy he goes out and sells all that he has and buys that field now this is not talking about salvation and this is going to mess some people's theology up heaven is a real place heaven if you're saved, is your destiny. It's where you will live your life. But the kingdom of heaven is to be established right here and right now. And this is a mindset shift. Y'all remember that? A mindset shift to where I start going, I was this, but he saved me. And now... I don't want all that stuff anymore. And and it's not a sin to have stuff, but but that's no longer what I am. With joy in my heart, I'm no longer going to be about my stuff. I'm going to be about his kingdom. And, And I want to show the world this because my whole purpose for being on this planet is to show the world that Jesus is the way. So with joy in my heart, I'll sell everything that I have to establish his throne, to establish his kingdom, to make sure that everybody knows who the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is. And I get rid of what's holding me back and all my stuff. And that does not mean you should sell your boat today. I want to make sure you hear this. But if you do, we'll take it in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. But this is what I really want to do today is I want to show you what I have learned and what God has taught me. Will you give me that water, baby? I am dry-mouthed today, somebody. But not anymore. Then I have a little stand for it. Praise Jesus. I want to show y'all what I've learned. And this is both principle in the kingdom of God, establishing the kingdom of heaven. But it's the case for every kingdom. Every kingdom has these six things. And I just want y'all to see it. And I want y'all to be impressed with my little pop-up bubble. So watch this. This is what every single kingdom has. Y'all ready? If y'all are taking notes, it's a good time. Every kingdom has a king. I need y'all go, huh? Like, that's a breakthrough for some of y'all. Y'all didn't know that, did you? I'm supposed to say, yes, we knew that, Pastor. <laughs> Come on. Every kingdom has a, has a king. If a kingdom lacks a king, it's in trouble. Yeah. Without, without a true king, without one at the top, it will fall. Can I just tell y'all this? I feel like I'm supposed to share this. The reason that we struggle with kingdom concepts is because the beauty of America that we rule by the people, for the people, that, that it's about us, that we have autonomy, that we get to decide individually who we will elect and who we will go for, and that is a good thing. And we can work hard, and we can raise up, and we can do things, and those are good things from an individual perspective on this planet. But from the kingdom's perspective, it's totally backwards, and it's opposite. So that means that when I have my mindset shift, I have to take myself from American, and I have to put myself in kingdom, and and that is totally different. And here's the deal. It's constantly a battle to think through. How am I thinking through this? Do I believe, and if y'all walk away with nothing else, walk away with this. Do I believe that God does what he does for my purpose or do I believe that I am purposed to do what God does? And, and if I don't shift and start understanding those things, then I will constantly be struggling with the fact that I don't find my purpose because I can't see when I'm trying to, to put the kingdom down in my box of what I believe God should be. It doesn't fit, everybody. God does not have a box. God is the box, everybody. And if we don't begin to understand that I am in something in this world that I'm in, and God didn't call me alone to change the world. He called me to be a voice and to be a lover of people and to show people the way so that his kingdom established and if that happens with an army of people we change the world but only if only if I fall under the right king because here's the deal in the kingdom when it comes to a king this this brings to my mind when it comes to king Matthew chapter 8 and I'm not going to turn there but I'm just going to call it to your minds I in Matthew chapter 8 there's an awesome story that I've preached here before and it's the Roman centurion who comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, my daughter is sick. I need you to know that he's not a Christian. I need you to know that he falls under the kingdom of Rome. The Roman Empire was massive. Everybody knew who Caesar was. Everybody knew who the king was. And everybody knew this. And this is what the Roman centurion said. Listen, when I speak, I've got Rome backing me up. But Jesus, when you speak, you've got heaven backing you up. And there's a different level of authority in that voice. This is what Jesus said. All the Israelites that were following him, that knew him, that were close to him, they asked him, can I touch your garment? Can I do these certain things? And Jesus healed them. He put mud on, on the eyes of the, at the pool of Siloam and, and the man was healed. And he did certain things. But this man just said, if you speak, you have the authority to heal. And this is what Jesus said. I've not seen this much faith in all of Israel. Why? Because for once, somebody recognized who the king was, everybody. They didn't have to be in a royal robe. They didn't have to be a crown on his head. They didn't have to be all these things. They said, no, you're my king. This is the dilemma in our lives, and this is what you must answer. Do I know about Jesus? Can I call out his name? Can I quote some Bible verses? Or is he my king over my life? Do I fall under his authority? And I heard... One of my best friends who's a pastor, he preached this last week, and I was like, man, I'm stealing that. I'm not giving him any credit, so I'm not going to tell you his name. This came from me, everybody. But he said, this is what surrender is, and that's the call of the kingdom. Surrender is not dropping the rope that God has put in your hand and saying, I'm done, I surrender. Surrender is not what you see on TV where you raise the white flag and you put your hands up. Surrender is taking the rope and saying, I'm going to fall under the king, and whatever you say, I'll do. And wherever you say go, I'll go. And let's go, Jesus. Let's do what you say. It's not staying still. It's following right under his lead. Listen, the reason I can speak with authority is not because of Mark Pangle. Please don't fool yourself. This is a big-lipped, goofy, bumbling fool. But when I speak under the authority of the kingdom, I am no longer that. I am a son of his. And that leads me to the next point. All of you who are Christians are part of a royal family. All of you who are Christians, if you're not a Christian in this room, getting saved is a lot better than just missing hell and gaining heaven. Because I get to be a part of a family that's no longer just the last name Pangle or the last name Estes of my mama's side. I I get to be a part of a family that's a lot bigger than that. And my family's no longer just just a family of white people. My family has all different kinds of people in it. And my family is royal. It is no longer just just average or mundane. It's a royal family is what Peter told us, that, that you are royalty, And you're part of this royal family. And because I'm part of the royal family, and because I'm a royal family in this kingdom called the kingdom of God, I have rights as a kingdom citizen. Now, I'm giving y'all a lot of information, but I want y'all to hang with me and understand this. God created heaven, and God created earth when he spoke. And I believe, just like he created us in his image, he created heaven to be like excuse me, he created earth to be like heaven, but the fall of man caused man to no longer look like God and operate like God and be full of sin. And, and uh, excuse me, Romans chapter 8, verse 22 says, creation is groaning at the return of the king. I saw someone this week say, how could you say and sing about the love of God when what happened in Haiti and then the country's coming forward and then on our coasts is taking place? I need you to know that because there are not truly kingdom people on this planet and because sin and darkness and hurt is what is overwhelming us and because we want to so establish our kingdom. The creation, the earth, the clouds, the sky, they're groaning and it's chaos. And can I just say this? That's not the only chaos that I see, everybody. I see chaos when I turn on the news and it has nothing to do with the weather. And it's because we are constantly trying to establish our own kingdoms and we're constantly fighting in church. I'm not talking outside the church right now. And it's because constant battles and struggles are taking place because we're not kingdom people. His kingdom, excuse me, we are kingdom people. It's just a different kingdom and it's devastating. Every kingdom has a king. Every kingdom has a royal family. And every kingdom has territory. Now listen, this is big. I'm going to do this really fast. Every kingdom has territory, and that is how a kingdom is known. That's how the greatness of a kingdom is known. This is what I think of. An expansion of territory is how great a kingdom is. And so Alexander the Great was a great king because he took over the known world at the time. England wanted to expand their territory, so America was part of England's territory. But I need you to know this. When it comes to you, the glory that God gets. The Bible says the earth is filled with his glory, but the glory that God gets is not this land that I'm standing on. It's you. Yes. He clothed you, psalm eight, in glory and honor. And, and when the earth is filled with his glory, it's because kingdom people begin to walk around and establish him above all else. Not when I make more money, not when I do more, not when, I, when my influence grows. The only reason my influence would grow is because it points back to the true influence, which is the king. God never puts me on a platform to make me greater. God puts me on a platform to make him greater. And so a king is known by his territory, by the land that he takes. And the land that he takes, the trees and the grass is not the important thing. It's the people that represent the trees and the grass, everybody. That is how a kingdom is known. Every king has a government. I need y'all to know this. This is going to mess some of your theologies up, but I love you with the love of the Lord and I just read what Jesus said. The Bible is not a list of do's and don'ts. And the Bible is not a devotion book alone that we're just supposed to read every day and then put down. The Bible is a kingdom government document that I am to pick up and understand that it is for us to point to them. It is a love back and forth that I can communicate with my king, with my heavenly father, with the God of this universe. And it is not just now I lay me down to sleep. It is much greater and much deeper than that. It shows me my rights as a kingdom citizen. It shows me my way and my truth in my life. It shows me that that he's leading me on a path of righteousness for his name's sake. It is not just to open and close and do five minutes a day. It's much deeper and much greater than that. And that's why Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is such a big deal, y'all. Because it's not just to open and say, Blessed are the poor in spirit. I'm going to have poor in spirit today. That's what a kingdom citizen has. That's what a true kingdom-minded person has is meekness. And kindness and the fruit of the spirit begins to come out. And so when I read the Bible, I have to understand that I have a government. Did y'all know in Psalm 53, the Bible says the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I know I'm throwing a lot at y'all, but I'm telling you, this is good stuff. And it's your purpose. Every kingdom has colonization. And this is your part. This is how you play a role. Just like in the territory, this ties in with this. The way that I can make the king known more is by taking the land and expanding his territory. But we get so caught up in our things. We got so caught up in our stuff. We get so caught up in being tired and overwhelmed and junk. Some of us are overwhelmed and it's rightfully so. The last thing I'm thinking about is taking the land, which means loving people enough to share the love of Jesus with them and what he's done in our lives. The last thing on our minds throughout the day is to share Jesus with them. The last thing on our minds is by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples by loving one another. We get caught up in the silliest of arguments and your pastor is guilty oftentimes of that. But if I think kingdom, I have to decide, does that really matter? If someone disagrees with me, welcome to the party, everybody. That's going to happen. But am I, am I trying to establish if I'm arguing? By the way, getting run over is not his purpose. We can disagree without disrespect. And I disagree with a lot of things, and it's okay to voice it. But I just want you all to know this is where honor comes in. I'm not trying to establish his colony On this place called earth, by the way, we're living on the colony of earth as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says that you are an alien and a stranger in a foreign land. That's here. That's now. Because heaven is your home. So that means that since heaven is your destiny and your home, for the 80, 85, 90, 95 years, and if y'all want to live past that, that's on y'all. I don't want to live that long. Come on, somebody. I'm ready to go to heaven. But for the time that we live here, Earth is not where my mind should be. Repentance should be where my mind is, turning toward him higher and above and establishing the colony of the kingdom of heaven on, excuse me, the colony of earth. That is where we are. America was established. We rebelled. Listen, this is big. We rebelled against the king of England, and that is what it feels like to be a citizen of earth today. We've rebelled against the king of heaven, and we've said... We'll follow you and we'll even sing some songs, but we're rebelling against what your purpose is for our lives. We're going to do our own kingdom. We're going to do our own thing. We're going to establish our own way. And we're going to put you in a box that you have to fit in. And as long as it fits what I need you to do, then I'm going to be good with it. But if not, I can't go with this, God, because it doesn't make sense to me. And I need you to know, and this is, maybe goes without saying, but again, A lot of these things don't go without saying. It's not a religion, y'all. Jesus did not come here to start another religion. He came here to establish his kingdom on this earth, his purpose on this earth, and that's you. You were created in Christ Jesus to bring glory and honor to him. I need you to know that your job is not your purpose. Your job is to bring the kingdom to that place. The reason that God gives you money is not so you can have more, but so you can do kingdom things by giving it out and being open-handed with what he does. We don't want your money so that we can pay our bills. We want your money so that you can be a kingdom citizen. If you hold it tight, you cannot be. And you're building a colony in a kingdom, but it's just not his. And everything that you do, because it's not money, it's not possessions, it's not time, it's everything. I'm deciding in my heart whose kingdom I'm building. And the reason repentance has to take place in my life, y'all, It's because every single day, I'm up for grabs. Every single day, I'm up for grabs. So the question today is, where are you in God's kingdom? Where are you? I'm not talking about your neighbor. I'm not talking about the person that's hurting. I'm not talking about the person that you're like, I wish they were here. Where are you? When people see you, do they think, there's something crazy about that person. Because kingdom people do crazy stuff, I'm just telling you. Kingdom people start building arcs before any rain comes That was good Thank you, one person Kingdom people do crazy stuff And they look and go There's nothing even happening Yeah, but I know who the king is I'm just following under his lead He called me to this And if he called me to it, he'll see me through it I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness He told me those things will be added unto me I don't have to stress for those things But I also don't claim things in Jesus' name for my sake. And that's the fine line. And that's what people tend to do. Well, that's just a thing. So I need that $250,000 car. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Everybody falls in these. And I'm going to do this in three minutes, but I need y'all to get this. Everybody falls in these. When y'all see these, I'm going to put them like this. This is about me. This side is about kingdom. Kingdom. This is lost and this is saved. Y'all ready? This is all about me. Self-seekers, all about me. Everything that I do is all about me, all about me, all about me. I need y'all to know, everybody knows this. You're one of these four things and I need you to answer which one you are. The second one is a brand expander. I know the Lord, but my number one purpose is to expand me. In this one, you may be able to hide it, but eventually the truth comes out. Eventually, the world can see who you are in the kingdom. I am about expanding me under the umbrella of Jesus. But it's not about Jesus, it's about me. There's a lot of this. I would say the vast majority of Christians fall right here. And then this is the sad ones, I think. These are kingdom people with kingdom hearts, but they're just not establishing God's kingdom because they're not followers of Jesus Christ. All you got to do is watch the news and see Hollywood, y'all. They give tens of millions of dollars away. Haiti will be funded by Hollywood. Y'all just watch. And, and, and they believe in the kingdom principles. They, they tithe. They just don't tithe to the church. And they don't tithe... Through the gospel, they tithe on their own because they hope that through a big kingdom heart, they can feel better about themselves. But there is a void that is so massive in their lives and his name is Jesus. And he's the only one true king. And this is the goal of, listen, every individual on the planet because they're about they. And they're about me. And I'm about me and God, so I'm about we. But but God wants you to be about one person and that's he. Listen. This is the purpose of discipleship. We don't have discipleship so we can say we have discipleship. We don't say we're making disciples because that's what Jesus called us to. Jesus in Matthew 28 didn't say go make disciples in all nations, baptizing in them in the name of Father and Son and Holy Spirit, just to give you something to do, but to establish his kingdom. And this is what it looks like. I'm all about Jesus. And everything I do, I wanna point people to my king. And when I speak, I speak with his authority because I'm under the king. And when I walk, and when I talk, and when I have my job, and in everything I do, I'm about us. And I'm about them. And I'm about everything bringing glory to my God. But most of us are all about that in a church service. And we walk out and we're all about us when we go out there. And maybe it's all about your kids. And maybe it's all about your job, and maybe it's all about any and everything else, but I'm telling you right now. We're not gonna see any shift until the shift happens in our hearts in here. And the goal is that we go from here, or here, or here. I just wanna go help people, I wanna go feed people, I wanna go do this, but it's gotta be about this. And you can do good things, and you can be, you can talk about Jesus, and you can be all about yourself, and you're equally far away from this person. And that's the person that is truly with all their hearts throwing off what they were and with joy in their hearts seeking first the kingdom of God. Repenting so their minds are made new every single day. And I'm telling y'all this right now and you can believe me or not believe me. But people know who you're following. Does this mean you'll be void and free from hardships? Actually, here's the good news. I'm almost convinced that you're promised more. Because you know who the, if I'm at war, do you know who I attack? It's not the person on the sidelines. It's not the person trying to establish themselves. It's not the loudmouth with the microphone that's constantly talking. It's, it's, it's the person that can do the damage against me. And the prince of the power of the air and the king of this world, Satan. The only time the Bible says that he comes to attack is when we come with kingdom. <laughs> Woo! But I got news for the devil, everybody. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I got news for the devil, everybody. What's above my head is under the feet of my king that I follow. You will struggle, you will fall, you will look silly, but we will lock together as an army that is far greater than any army that's ever been established, that's not here to kill, but here to help and heal and show the love of Jesus and reach people with our mouths and with our actions, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we will never do those things as long as we're about any kingdom other than his kingdom. Everything Jesus taught was to establish his kingdom. But this is the part that I really struggle with and what I've been chewing on for two solid years. Years, he's doing it through you. God is in control, listen, but he's still doing it through you. And that's the tension is which one am I? I need y'all to know this. This is why we are what we are. Our mission, our vision is to reach the least and lost and lonely with the gospel and see their lives change from here or here or here to about him to be kingdom people that seek first the kingdom of God, that trust him, that in all things that they do, they ask themselves this question, is my mind up and not of the things of this world? Am I understanding that I am just a citizen of this planet living on the colony of earth, but I'm really belong to heaven. I I, I am not mine. I was bought with a price. I'm no longer to do my own thing. It's our vision and mission to take the land. And I'm just telling y'all, I'm not apologizing that I'm asking every one of you to bring somebody next week. Because we're not all about four points. But God called us to start, listen to me carefully, God called us to start four points. And I believe he wants to use us as a lighthouse to spread out and take this land. But we're not going to bully over other churches, we're going to be for other churches. But I need you to hashtag run your mouth, everybody. I need you to do what you're going to do because I'm not the world changer. God chose me to stand up and to be in front and to walk with you. But I'm no greater than any man. I'm a sinner. But I'm asking y'all to rise up and be what we're called to be. And let's take this land for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is how we do it. Individually, uniquely. You and God. You do this. Every day. Followers of Jesus, this is for you. You repent. And you put yourself on mission saying, I'm going to seek first the kingdom. I'm going to be all about him no matter what I do, whether in word or deed. I'm going to do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father who gives. I'm going to show the world that Jesus is the way. I don't care if you have five people around you. I don't care if you're in a cubicle. I don't care if you teach school. I don't care if you work at a hospital. I don't care where you are. You are called to that place right now. Students, you are called to your school. You're called to minister to your teachers. You're called to be above and not below. And the only way we change the world is when our mindsets begin to change and we start acting and loving and looking a little bit different than everything we've seen for the last 2,000 years. And I know y'all can't see video of what they did in the third century, but I'm telling y'all right now, there was fighting and there was hurt and there there was silly things that never needed to be worried about. I don't care, listen to me, who the next president is. And I think everybody should vote. But my king is on his throne and he's not getting off, everybody. Come on now. And as a result, I stand on the foundation that is his rock. And we will stand with him forever. And I'm just declaring this. If y'all don't want to declare it with me. I love you with the love of the Lord, and there's some really good churches out there that y'all can probably find. But as for me and my house, we will be kingdom people. We will seek first him, and we will serve the Lord. And if you're with me, just stand as we pray. Lord Jesus, we establish your territory and your throne. This is not for four points. The purpose of the church, the purpose of the church is not the church, not capital C, not small C. There's one purpose for our church, Lord. There's one purpose for every church, Lord, and that's to establish your kingdom and to make your name great. And that is what we aim to do, Lord, by reaching the ones you told us to in Matthew 25, the least lost and lonely, by being the hands and feet of you who left your spirit for us. And God, we declare in Jesus' name that that's who we are and that's what we're about. We love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said...